He said clap, not fap. <laughs> uh, that's this. Sorry, it's my bad. Do you fap with Lone Topic? <laughs> oh, you fucking would yeah. too. Yep, and I shoved a bowl up my ass as well. Oh my god, so much ass play. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you have that recorded. I do, fuck. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, episode 66, Australia's best gaming podcast with lime topping, guaranteed. All right, we're done. I'm Zach Jackson, joined as usual by Kieran Verbrugge. Hello. Jordan Garcia. Hello there. And all the way from lime topping's very, very own home, Adam Ryan. I'm disgusted to say hello. Do you feel abused there, Adam? Yeah, I do. I don't feel. I don't feel right. We've started off on such a terrible note, and it's all Zach's fault, as per usual. Sorry, mate, but uh, Tazzy's the go-to if you want some lime topping. You got to import that shit. Sneak it across, bass straight. Don't ever ask me to send it to you because it won't happen. Okay, I won't. Good. He'll just demand it. Dreadful. Absolutely mm. dreadful. Mm. How are we all? Pumped. Don't, don't oh. everyone go at once. Uh, Jordan, how are you? Uh, I'm still tired because my sleeping is still balked, but aside from that, I'm actually pretty good. Did you say balked? Like with a P? <laughs> no, not balked. Fucking <laughs> 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 that lime topping's gone to your head, mate. Oh, no. Lime topping is balked. <laughs> what? what does that mean? Borp, Dave. Eh? Go, no. Google it. Borp. Oh, no. God. <laughs> Don't. God. Dictionary. <laughs> a gaseous anal emission, which is briefly trapped between a man's. No more. Okay, you can go, um, you can go Google Borp. The, the World Play DLC Borpcast. <laughs> oh. oh. Thanks wow. for that, Jordan. No <laughs> So Jesus. basically what you're saying is your sleeping pattern is a gaseous anal emission. Nice. Yeah, what, what a perfect description. <laughs> uh, Kieran, how are you going? Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> Bit borped. Yeah, fair. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. we got slugged Long with another, another four weeks of lockdown. Well, I guess I think it's like another two extended... But no, is it two or three? Whatever. Is Max. it? I've stopped looking. Yeah. Oh, I'm just you stopped doing lockdown. <laughs> I'm just it chilling is. until they say otherwise. It's kind of getting a bit shit now. Like it was shit before, but now it's kind of starting to really feel shit. I think it's a little uh, bit like for for the last what like six eight weeks or whatever however however long it's been, we've gone from you know like triple digits in cases to to double, sometimes single. So it's felt like we're actually making a difference. Mm. But it's kind of plateaued now. It doesn't feel like it's going to get 
any better than it is. Yeah. So it feels weird to just keep doing the same thing. Well, I think I, I haven't really been paying that, that much attention because I've been too busy at work, but I think they're trying to bring, is it the active cases down, not the new or something like that? Yeah, I think the focus now is going to be on like contact tracing and just like, yeah. you know, kind of just admitting that this is, these are the numbers we're going to have for a long time and mm. as long as we're on top of it. Is, is um, contact tracing the next technology that NVIDIA is working on? I mean, I, I reckon RTX would do a better job of it than our government. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> um, hey, stop bringing <laughs> politics into games, thank you. Uh, I think yeah, sorry. Like, the, the other thing that's made it a bit shit is that I think because there was kind of a date put on it, so we were kind of told, you know, that uh, October 26th is when we're going to look at reopening. And then because uh, cause we, we were doing so well, they brought it forward um, to like the to the to the nineteenth, and then you know like last week or whenever it was, they were, he was kind of like, yeah, no, nah, not going to happen. Um, yeah. So I think it's that like yeah, you know we're we're two weeks away, we're a week away, and then it's just like nah, we're going to go for four more weeks. Yeah. Uh, which just feels a bit shit, but uh, I mean like while I agree with most of it, still I think they need to get rid of that five k rule personally. Um, yeah, I think. I think it's time that, you know, that that yeah. rule can go. Again, like, uh, because because we like like because the focus is on contact tracing. I think it makes sense to ease the distance restrictions and like the the time outside and and maybe a little bit more leeway with visiting as well. Um, mm. And just keep the like the clusters contained. Like every every sort of like re-emergence of this every cluster has been from like a public space like shopping centers yeah. or you know butchers yeah. or cafes or whatever um so as much as it sucks to keep all those closed i think you could safely do that and open up like the community for everyone mm. a little bit more and they um, need to open up fucking hairdressers man oh. i need a haircut so <laughs> <laughs> um so i had a lady uh at work That's today good. who did comment on my uh headband I was like, well, thank you. Um, Did you tell her that you used it with line topping? No, no, I don't. Like, but that's actually a good idea. Maybe instead of... Oh, no. When I, when I do I'm get, sorry, like, guys. Fade, um, instead of using good old pomade, I might just wax some lime topping in the old the old hair. See how, see how that goes. You know what? It'll make you look like a fuckwit, and for eating lime topping, that's what you deserve. So go right ahead, mate. That wasn't very nice, Adam. Matt. Well, now I'm, well, no, I'm, 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 like, I'm actually upset now. I'll oh, you take that back. Never. Okay. Um, yeah, so Melbourne, lockdown. The, like, the other uh, concerning, maybe, I don't know, um, is that the lockdown is, well, the new date that they've set is like the 10th of November, I think, mm. or the 9th or something like that. So like the day before... Um, like, you know, next-gen consoles are meant to come out. Yeah, boy. So, so it'll be interesting yes. to see, like, uh, what happens if they do extend it again or retail or whatever doesn't open up enough so that people can go to stores safely or whatever. Um, yeah, because both of my pre-orders are pickups from stores. So. That'll be fine, though. Like, pickups are still happening. Are they like because I, yeah. I think I think I think my local yeah m- maybe for for you but I think my local right. EB is like closed yeah they might have to I like, guess I they might I, have to I move know, yeah. move some of them 
I don't know how they're going to... Because they're on, like, Chapel Street too, eh? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Worst case, the allocation would probably just get moved to a, another To outside of 5Ks from you. Yeah, uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, worry about that if, uh, if the time comes. Uh, Mr. Ryan, how are you going? How's the knee? Yeah, good, mate. Nah, knee's fine. I actually um, went for a bike ride the other day and had no issues with it. So it's it's good to be getting back into some proper activities, which is nice. Uh, Do you ride a penny outside farming? Of a penny... F- no, I don't live in, Ev- in Evandale, mate. <laughs> That's a, a purely Tasmanian joke that won't make any sense I really want a penny farming. Yeah, yeah, what else is a purely guy. Tasmanian joke? Um, Line topic. Yeah. Speaking of... Uh, Kieran, this is a random question, but you probably have, maybe, I'm going to say, have you seen this person? But there used to be a guy who no used way. to ride through Richmond just in a pe- on a penny farthing. Have you ever seen him? Not, uh, not in the flesh, but I, I think what I know about that his guy. his name, Kieran Stockton? No. He would. Oh, I, love, I, I really do. I should look Kieran, into buying a penny farthing like a year or so ago. KS would ride one of those tandem too. bicycles by himself. <laughs> and then brag about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yes, Adam, do continue on how you're going. Yeah, uh, so outside of penny farthings and, and normal bicycles, uh, I'm back at school this week. By back at school, I mean I'm back in my spare room staring at my computer because uh, that's still not on campus, which kind of sucks, but it's understandable, I suppose. Um, and being that I'm back to school, I went through and fully organized my Google Calendar and put dates and times for school and work and shit in there and now it looks all kinds of organized and i don't know if if you boys uh partake in like a digital calendar but it is immensely satisfying i had such a good time organizing it and color coding it and getting all organized for the the rest of the year it's yeah it was a real good time yeah just lots of organizing uh getting back in the swing of things it's pretty much all i've been up to really nice nice well, uh, I've been great, fine, whatever. Uh, but I've got a treat for you guys. Uh, as we mentioned pre-potty, I've got a a on-air Oak Blue Heaven review. Nope. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. There's a quick review, Kieran. Thanks for that. I cancelled that. It's a, Actually, sorry. It's a new flavor. Oak Borp Heaven review. <laughs> I feel like that would be better than Blue Heaven. Oak Blue Waffle. Just giving it a shake. <laughs> wow. Jesus. That is. Are you hoping that this podcast gets an Oak sponsorship? sponsorship? Yeah. Actually, smells all right, eh? I think it's going to get an Urban Dictionary sponsponsorship. I'd be happy with either. Oh, this, yeah. It's a good Here time go. to mention our, uh, our sponsor, Rage Shadow Legends. It's got good, um, <laughs> it's got good sniff to it. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah. You should yeah, put some line topping in. Blue heaven, blue heaven is good, eh? Mm. It's got like a little bit of dick. It's got a little, like a little bit of sherbet to it. Sherbet? Um, what? Tastes like it's... a bit like like milk sherbet. Yeah, mate. That sounds off. awful. I'm check the use by. You can't no, say the words milk sherbet. It's a bit sour, you know. No, yeah, sour, I like. Just, I like my no. milk being sour. <laughs> no, but you know when you have like. Um, 
You go to like Wendy's. No. no. Do, they, do they have Wendy's outside of Melbourne? I mean, outside of Australia? What? Outside of Tasmania? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have it in, they have it in WA. Yeah, they um, have it in New South Wales. Yes, they do have it, yeah. So just like that sherbet cone that you used to get, you know, the ice cream, just the whatever, the... the the bowl Just because we sherbet. have it here doesn't mean I'm dumb enough to go there. You've never had sherbet and ice <laughs> cream? Tasmania also has lime topping. <laughs> but you haven't had sherbet and ice cream. Are you, no, are you no, I have had sherbet and ice cream, but not for Wendy's. Yeah, it tastes like that. Well, it tastes like sherbet and ice cream. Well, you should have said that, not Wendy's specifically. Oh, fuck. Um, they're not good. <laughs> I give uh, Oak Blue Heaven a 9 out of 10. I can't Ooh. wait for you to... Um, to make a post on our Instagram with a, the audio snippet saying you give Oak Blue Heaven 90 out of 10. Mate, I was hungry and thirsty, but I'm cured. Hashtag. Yeah, you're really, really shilling for that sponsorship. <laughs> you, you shilled so hard that you said their slogan wrong. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's hungry, thirsty. It's I'm kill looking, hungry, thirsty, man. dead. Oh, same thing, whatever, man. Anyway, let's move on. Kill Zach um, Jackson dead. <clears throat> Hashtag. <laughs> So not as good as a did. barbecue Red Bull, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's, that. Actually, sounds bad. No, it's all bad. Does it? Yeah. No, yes. no, no. Yeah, Kieran definitely wants his energy drinks to taste like barbecue sauce. We well, don't. No, it doesn't sound good. Anyway, video games. That's why we're here. Is it? Oh, speaking of. Um, you played one. <laughs> well, that's an interesting topic. Um, got some good news today. Uh, I guess this is probably like a little quick news thing that we'll talk about a bit later. But uh, EB has been notifying people. Uh, oh yeah, who were part of the post-launch uh, pre-order wave, if you want to call it that, uh, that they are being bumped up to the launch day shipment and. Oh, that was a Blue Heaven burp, excuse me. Um, a Blue Heaven burp? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, about half an hour before the old potty, um, yeah, we got an email that said that uh, we've been bumped up to launch day. So Fucking brag about it. Suck it. All you nerds with that one. No, I'm kidding. I do, I do wow, the elitism rough. is real from Blue Heaven over um, there. <laughs> yeah, so that's check your emails if you haven't. And it's Friday now. Wednesday. Cheers. All right. What have we all been playing? Adam, let's start with Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, naturally still been playing Final Fantasy. I have no idea when I'm going to stop. But the new update dropped yesterday, which added a new area and... uh, Added some more... more, Yeah, I was going to say, does that mean... No, not a new raid. The new raid isn't until December, so I've got to finish that one. I want them. I want them to add it like the day before the cutoff, like the <laughs> night before. See, I feel like I should have had the stipulation that like all the raids at the time of making the agreement, but I didn't, nah. so I'm just going to deal with it. Hmm. Um, we'll hold you to that too. We're gonna. Yeah, we but you also proof. know that I'll probably do it. <laughs> um, speed run it though. You, you, I don't think you understand how Final Fantasy raids work. No, I don't. Um, but yeah, and they also, uh, added some new housing wards. So I finally bought a house in the game cause I can't get one in real life. Um, <laughs> and, uh, aside from that, I've been playing some, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which I can talk about later. Ooh, tasty little teaser. Kieran, what have you been up to? 
uh, non coverage wise? I not much. Um, that isn't nice. coverage wise. I dipped back into Spider Man the other day, just because. Interesting. You want to I play had... it again without the new model? <laughs> um, I I realized I still have some trophies and stuff on that. So, and the you know the news that the save files won't carry over. I figure I may as well finish the campaign on that one, or finish the the trophy list on that one, and just jump straight into Miles when that comes out. So if save um, files don't carry over, are they make are they saying trophies don't carry over as well or? Yeah, well, they will, I, f- I figure they won't because it's a whole new game. That's why the saves don't. Be kind of a across. dick move if they still carried over, but the save file didn't. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. Do, yeah, no, nah, that's not gonna happen. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know if I'll play the campaign like the main game again on PS5. Um, but I figure yeah, if I just kind of get myself reacquainted with it a little bit now. Um, it'll be better when I jump into Miles on PS5, maybe. Um, that's pretty much everything non-coverage-wise for Well Played. I did... I will plug my little press studies. Um, Forbidden. I... I have a uh, Yakuza 7, Yakuza Like a Dragon hands-on preview uh, that I put up this week, um, which was a lot of fun. I got to play a few hours of that um, as a preview build. And Old Mate Shannon also played a little bit on the Xbox Series X. We've got a nice little comparison up on there. Um, and I played the demo for Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory which is the cool new Kingdom Hearts Rhythm game coming out on November 13, which is going to get lost in amongst everything else. But, you know, um, and that's it, I think. Nice. Nice. Adam, what have you been up to, big fella? Uh, played some more Squadrons. Um, still really shit at it, but I'm still enjoying it, which is good. Um, I'm not done with just... The, the standard dogfight mode yet it's still a shitload of fun uh playing a bit more rocket league because there are a few people that uh are just getting into it now that it's gone free to play and that game's all kinds of fun playing with with new people not understanding how the the mechanics of the game work uh so that's enjoyable to just kind of see them bounce around and miss the ball every time they go for it um, and I also over the weekend jumped into the Black Ops Cold War beta, which I enjoyed way more than I thought I would. It's um, definitely not going to reinvent the franchise, but the the gunplay is typical Call of Duty. That's very tight, and the maps are a massive amount of fun. So all of that with the like the Cold War nineteen eighties setting has has me far more interested than I thought I was going to be in the game, so I reckon I'll be picking it up on, what is it, November 13th? So, yeah, I reckon I'll, I reckon I'll jump on it. That's not going to sell well. That's the same day as Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Oh, they didn't it's, think it's that basically dead on arrival. Never hmm. mind, not going to get it. Adam, I actually no did, point. Um, I did download the beta and played a couple of matches. What'd you think? Um, I, f- I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I 
enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I haven't played yeah. uh, probably the last like five or six of them. So it's very different. Um, yeah. But I I really enjoyed the, I think it's Cartel, that map. Yes, yeah. With the, with the bushes that everyone hates. Oh, my homeland. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that's actually like, that's a really fun map. Um, I, and I quite I really like the bushes. It. I quite like what they add to like yeah, that element of like I, surprise. But I was yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by the the different maps. They're not the the typical like like they still have lanes, but they're not super obvious like most yeah. Call of Duty maps are. Like they still are three predominant lanes, but they're they're done in a pretty clever way this time around. Yeah, and they're not as blatantly obvious, which is much appreciated i really liked the the miami map just mm. it's very cheesy um but also just adds a bit of verticality as well so yeah i yeah i had a really i had an absolute blast with it so I'm, I'm keen to play more of the full game i've got a little story well it's not like a story but remember kieran stockton wrote a piece no, i don't remember him basically being in love with cold war yes so someone uh, found his PSN and messaged him on PSN about how good his article was. Oh, uh-huh. really? Yeah. How good? Um, I love that. Was yeah. a good article too. It's a good time. Good read. Um, so yeah, that was nice because he a lot a lot of people <laughs> didn't agree um, with him, but yeah, no, that was uh, that's very cool. That's the first time that I think that's ever happened to one of us. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Um, <clears throat> me, what have I been playing? Oh, Nobody asked. I know. Nobody cares about what I've been playing. No. Jordan, what have you been playing again? Um, well, thank you for asking. Let me guess. Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven. <laughs> oh, you know, I actually did forget to mention something. <laughs> well, what, what's the one of the other games that I always play? Warframe. No. Destiny. No. Monster Hunter. Yes. Ha ha ha. Because uh, that, that had a new update as well that brought the last monster into it. And uh, yeah, he's a, piece, he's a The last monster? Shit. Or Paul, we- <laughs> yeah. Paul W. Anderson? Yeah. Uh, they got Fumita Ueda to help them with it. So, you know, it took 15 years. It's kind of average, but I love it regardless. But Nobody nice. else gets that. <laughs> nah, that was fell dead. None of us understand. <laughs> what do you mean the last monster, Jordan? Did you kill it? Yes, there are so no all monsters gone. at all. If if you were to hop onto Monster Hunter now, it would be barren, nothing. All right, so depressing. I have been playing a little bit more Red Dead. Um, Kieran, so you've played it? No, he hasn't. Yeah, but every time you ask me about it, I say it's from 2018, so I don't remember. I know, but you but you might recall this. Um, <laughs> So I had a look at the missions, right? And then I had a quick, quick look at... I was like, I don't... How missions? Far... Oh, you know, the whatever. Huh? Whatever, man. Um, <laughs> and I looked at, like, just how far I was on the... Through the, the story and, like, a walkthrough. And I couldn't even remember which missions I'd done. Um, but are they all... All the yellow... No, you're not going to remember that. Let's move on. Um, but, yeah, I've been, I've been playing Red Dead. Still liking it, but fuck, I feel like I'm not even making a dent in it. 
I've got to ride 800 years to find a fucking mission. And then oh, I did the one where you, have, where you have to buy a new horse from the stable, gave it a name and everything, loved it, and then I killed it. Spion. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have we tried not doing that? Hang on, by, by killed it, did you like ride it off a cliff or did you just shoot it in the head? No, nah, I was just on my, you know, on my merry way to a, a mission, just mind my own business. And then a bunch of old mates rock up and start shooting me. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> fuck. And then I died. And the horse died. So um, I've also... Eh, I've nice. got FIFA, tw- got FIFA 21. I haven't played it yet. So that's what I haven't been playing <laughs> this week. Yeah, nice. Um, shout out to EA for the code for that one. Um, I did, however, though, so... We'll talk about this a little bit more in the news, but uh, a new Siberia game was announced, uh, the fourth game in the series called The World Before. Um, There's actually the prologue is available to download now. So I did that because I'm a bit of a Siberia fan, even though number three kind of was a bit of a borp. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I was playing it and it looks, it's very different. Um, I'm not sure if it really feels like Siberia kind of apart from... Uh, the automatons and stuff, but yeah. So, good old new automaton. I, was, I don't know how to explain it, but there's so so there's two playable characters. Let's just call each character has this sequence, and then it cuts to the to another character kind of thing. So I, I did three sequences. So I was going back to play as the second character for the second time, uh, and it loaded up into a loading screen. And that's when I sent you that picture, <laughs> Kieran. Um, yeah. And then the, it froze, um, and I was like, okay, that's shit. So. I loaded it like crashed. So I loaded it back up, uh, and it hadn't saved the progress. So I had to play that sequence again. I was like, eh, sure, like I've done it pretty, so I can do it pretty fast now. Loaded, went to load that up, uh, and that actually didn't load, so I wouldn't load back into the game at all. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it one more. I'll load it up again. Uh, yep, go to the menu, load third sequence. Nah, it just it just it just is frozen on the loading screen. So I was like, fuck this, no. Uh, so that's my experience with the new Siberia. Um, nice. And I checked out, uh, we spoke about it or when we did our keen, uh, keep an eye on these indies for 2020 game, uh, one of the games I picked out was Summerford because uh, it looked and, well, it sounded really cool. You know, the dev team is inspired by old school Resident Evil and Silent Hill so and it's yeah, set in a 1986 in a like abandoned uh, like British little small town that basically up and left um, and they revealed uh, they announced a demo the other day um, <clears throat> excuse me and so I was like alright I'll check it out uh, I'll talk about it on the potty because yeah and I lasted 20 minutes it fucking sucks um I hated it with every just bit of blue heaven in my veins. I hated it. Um, it might come all right. Like it might come good. It, like I've been reading like a fair bit of the comments uh, about it on Steam and whatnot, and there's a lot of negative feedback. Um, and the devs have kind of been like, "Oh, you know, after taking your, you know, the whole point of having this demo and asking for feedback was to see what we need to improve on." And even though reading some of your feedback's a bit of a punch in the gut. It does sort of, you know, let us know what we have to focus on. But, um, yeah, I, I think 
the way they even did the demo build itself was strange because you you load into um, the demo and you, I think it says you're a couple of hours in or you're an hour in or whatever like that, but you have no objective. Like you have no idea what you're doing. You sort of start as this character in this bathroom and you're not given really any direction on what you have to sort of do. You just kind of have to figure it out for yourself. Um, you have a knife which you can stab these like zombie like creatures that are there, uh, but it is the combat. It's it's terrible. It's probably close to the worst combat I think I've ever played. Um, and the walking speed. Like if Karen Stockton hated the walking speed in Raptors, gone to the Raptors. <clears throat> he would, I reckon he would throw his PlayStation computer, whatever. <laughs> his PlayStation computer. His PlayStation computer console laptop. He would throw it just into the bin. Um, wow. They walk. Oh, it is, like there's, there is no run. It is, it is painfully slow. God, I hate it. Um, but yeah, now I'm keen to see like what happens with it after they've taken on this feedback because the kind of environment sounds like it looks doesn't well, doesn't look very good. It looks pretty, looks a bit dated. But um, yeah, like if they can make it better. Uh, but yeah, like probably be my, a good game if they made it better. Yeah, well, like my uh, <laughs> my excitement. I was like, yeah, I'm keen to check it out. And then after like 20 minutes, I was like, I can't anymore. I can't. And then I sent you that message being like, it fucking sucks or, yeah. or whatever. Um, like, I don't even know what like what I had. Like, I did sort of read some comments and one person was also saying like, you know, there's no objectives. Like, what do you even have to do? And then, yeah, I kind of read like the responses to that. And you had to like take this like canister that you put fuel in or something like that to a pump. And it was like, okay, yeah, like I found, like I did find this canister. So I assume I had to sort of do something with that. But it's just like, there's nothing... Yeah, there's nothing there. Um, and also, very, very weird, but I don't know how to explain it, but the cutscenes versus the game, the cutscenes, like, tonally, it is just, it does not, like, mix well at all. Like, the the cutscenes are sort of like, almost like cartoon strips. Um, and then it's like a old-school survival horror game, and they just don't, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work, it's bad. It's all bad. I think about this game is bad. I mean, I, th- I think it's a dev team of like four of like four people. So I'm not, I don't want to bash them too hard, but um, stop bashing. Yeah. I don't want to bash them too hard after he says everything about this game is bad. It's bad. But this, yeah, I mean, but like, I'm glad. Like they seem pretty receptive to to um, to feedback. So hopefully they take a lot of it well, on board. Um, but yeah, like this game was meant to come out Q4 2020, and after playing that. <laughs> I would be surprised if it came out at Q4 2021. Um, Brutal. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not good. Not good at all. Um, But yeah, so that's on Steam if you want to go check that out and waste 20 minutes of your life or more, whatever. Um, A glowing endorsement. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus. I think um, your mate on Twitter, Jordan, uh, Dark Rain or something. Dark Rain. Isn't that the Jeremy? Film, yeah, that film. Um, but yeah, that's heavy. Um, Jeremy. I'd, sorry, I just like that's <laughs> you know your mate like you know Dark Rain or you know whatever. Oh, you mean Jeremy? Yeah, well, I think his name's like <laughs> Dark Rain or something. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I think I think he downloaded it based on my uh, article. So yes, he did. I hope he. Uh, well, sorry about that. 
I'll, I'll send him All the right. form for the recompense that you owe him. <laughs> I'll send him the seven gigs back. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's pretty much been my week of games. Um, so let's move on to some good games that we can talk about. Uh, Jordan, do you want to go first with Baldur's Gate 3? Uh, no, can I go second? Sure. Jordan, you're <laughs> next. <laughs> okay, so Baldur's Gate 3 entered early access last week. Uh, we were lucky enough to be given a code by the lovely people at Larian Studios. Shout outs to Larian, you guys are awesome. Uh, and yeah, it's a. Uh, I was expecting it to be buggy, and you know it is. Uh, you know, uh, you know Bethesda would be kind of impressed with how buggy it can be. But regardless, uh, it is still a very good game. Uh, you know, it, it kind of starts off with your character creator, so because it's based off of D and D, so you know, you make the character however you want them to be, and you give them all the traits that you want. Uh, you know, they can be you know a wizard or a paladin, or you know they can like blue heaven for some weird reason. Um, <laughs> How specific? Yeah, it's really, it's really very comprehensive. Um, <laughs> but I spent about two hours in the character creator. Um, <laughs> two hours? Yeah, dude, I spend forever in character creators. Okay. Same, actually. Guilty. Like Especially I, I find character like creators like, like some of the most fun things in games, just because I get to be so stupid. Um, but then additionally, what character? Tell why us. wouldn't you want to do something different in games to real life? Uh, because I want to place myself in the shoes of someone that's successful. Um, but Jesus. yeah, so after creating my character, it kind of starts you off in a, well, it kind of sets the stage by, uh, well, showing what the, the mind flayers are, which are basically like the walking Cthulhu monsters. Uh, and they put what's referred to as a, uh, a tadpole in your brain which is basically something that they do to eventually turn you into a mind flayer. So, you know, naturally you want that because, you know, who doesn't love tentacle hentai? Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, there's it's opening stages, which are pretty, pretty basic, but the game is very punishing. And that has a lot to do with the dice rolling system, uh, which was to be expected. Uh, it's kind of the way D&D works, you know, you can either get a critical success or, you know, you can be the most proficient person in the world at using a dagger and then when you stab someone with it, it blows up in your hand or some stupid shit. Um, but, yeah, so it's... Uh, as someone who's never been a really big fan of D&D, it feels like a nice a nice way to, like, just be a part of D&D because uh, it has all the dice rolls and all the perception checks and all that stuff. Um, but it's not like overbearing because it does a lot of the stuff for you. So it rewards you for investing correctly into things. But probably where it differs the most in comparison to Larian's previous works in Divinity is um, you don't really get to modify your stats outside of when you start the game. Uh, the game takes a look at all the attributes and traits that you've given your character and it increases the appropriate stats when you level up. Which I thought was an interesting system because... It means that, you know, you have to, if you decide at the beginning of the game, you know, I want to be, I don't know, a, a warrior that, you know, smashes people with axes or whatever. You'd be like, well, you have to do that. You can't just like change your mind halfway through, which uh, it's both annoying, but 
really good at the same time and i think it's better than it is annoying only because uh well it teaches you that you have to invest you know you, you can't just change your mind at any given moment uh, so you really need to kind of place yourself in the shoes of the character and understand how their abilities work but outside of that i haven't played all of the uh all of the early access yet i've been kind of just taking my time with it you know City, placing myself in the world and having a great time with it uh but yeah overall even for an early access game very very impressed and uh if it was if it was not so buggy and came as a full release i would be willing to potentially call it game of the year for me well huge call game of the year. And there are even some like cool little things like you can be you can have different dialogue trees for being specific races. Like uh just last night I went into this goblin town and they planned to ambush me, but because I was a specific race that I was, they're terrified of upsetting me, so I just got to walk through and do whatever I want. Fuck goblin. Have you tried? It's pretty hard. I'm <laughs> not. Um so, remind me, this is not like a... This is, is this like turn-based or something like that? Uh, so, the combat is turn-based, uh, but most of the general exploration is just active. Sure. Um, and then all, like all the attacks. So, I think where I had to learn the most was when it came to determining how powerful my attacks were. So, in games like Divinity and a lot of other, you know, CRPGs, um, you'll have like a set stat for how powerful an ability will be. Uh, in Baldur's Gate 3, the way it shows the power of a stat is it'll show the type of die that it will roll. So say you have, I don't know, say you have like something like a magic missile or something. It'll say like it rolls 1d10 die, so it can do anywhere from 1 to 10 damage. And so you've got to try to figure out which skills work best and which ones you're willing to be uh, worth the gamble. Uh, because, you know, they could either be, you know, enough to one-shot someone or they can do absolute dog shit damage. But it's actually, nice. it's, it's, it's varied enough in that sense that it all feels interesting. And uh, I feel like if someone were to ask me to play D&D, I understand enough about it now because of Baldur's Gate to actually, you know, have a fair, fair go at it. Hmm. That's really cool that it can, because D&D is like, unless you have someone that you're playing with that's, you know, been playing it for a long time, it can be really daunting. Absolutely. So it's cool that that's kind of a that can be a an entry point that's really cool um is it like uh what's the word i'm looking for like isometric view or is it like uh kind of um <clears throat> yeah it, it is isometric but you can freely move the camera more than like an isometric game okay cool um i saw that they um Larry and um, they called out the players for making a generic character. Yeah, that. But also, they've already sold like a million yeah copies of the game, um, and it's full price, isn't it? I think. Uh, I think it's like fifty on Steam. Yeah, it's it's or priced like for early access. Like it's it? not cheap, but it's it, it, it's like... one of the more expensive early access yeah. games. Uh, but what I yeah, what I really appreciate with Larian is they've been upfront about the bugs in their game. So when the game launched, um, you know, it comes up going, you know, this is early access. And they actually gave you a list of um, 
what bugs they knew about in the game. And it is quite a large list. But the fact that they were able to look at it and go, you know, here's what's up and this is what we're addressing as soon as possible. It's just that level of transparency that's nice that you don't get with some developers. Mm. So it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a nice little thing to see. I loved, I saw one of the like studio, like one of the heads at the developers. I can't remember who it was uh, on Twitter posted like in the first couple of days when they realized that sales were going crazy, um, post something along the lines of like, hey, our game's doing really well. I hope that everyone who's buying it knows it's a little bit garbage still. <laughs> like, I think like the success is a lot more than they expected. Yeah. Um, and it's good that they are being upfront because I, I imagine there's like a little bit of, well, not quite damage control, but I imagine that there's, you know, people going into it not understanding that. Because um, it's weird, like I don't, I don't play much PC, so I don't. I'm not exposed to a lot of early access stuff, but I, I don't think I've ever seen like a like a big, like CRPG or D and D style like RPG get an early access release like that. Um, not on that like that scope. You know what I mean? I guess like yeah. I, maybe I, I'm I, wrong I, though. So I would be willing to call maybe games like Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, I did think access. of that as I was saying that. Um, but. but when I think about it, they're not early access. It's just a full release. It's just Obsidian make really fucking buggy games. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, so Larian are pretty good. Uh, they were they had a similar mindset when it came to Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, yeah. But obviously it didn't blow up as much as it did as Baldur's Gate 3 did. And I think Baldur's Gate 3 success has to do with A, D and D fans have been wanting a new Baldur's Gate for a long time. And yeah. B... Divinity Original Sin 2 fans are familiar with Larian and know what they do, even when it's buggy, is very, very high quality. Yeah. Um, yeah, respected studio and a, and a big absolutely. property. Respected studio that still operates as an independent studio. Yeah. Which is, I very think, cool. the most impressive part. But uh, they And to their credit, they've done a really good job at um, making the game feel familiar enough for Divinity fans but not making it feel so much like Divinity that it doesn't feel like Baldur's Gate. They just mm. they, they've they've walked that fine line almost perfectly. That's awesome. Very nice. Um, oh, yeah. Do you know how long? Like, have have they given like a timeline for how long early access is? Uh no. But I've if my understanding of Larian's early access periods are. Mm. Uh, I think it's 12 to 18 months before it goes into full release. And then I think it's like another 6 to 12 for a console release. Do you know what, do you know what the rough... I wonder if there's like a... Someone's done like a stat of like the average time games are in early access for. There probably is a stat like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd be in, in I mean, a- Anthem's still in early access, so... Oh, wow. <clears throat> All right. Nice work. Uh, shout outs to Dead Good PR and Larian for that code for you, Jordan. Karen, you are uh, you're a busy boy today. Uh, hello, uh, hello. Um, I don't know how to say hello in Viking. Sorry. Ah. Um, hello. Hello. In Viking. <laughs> you are uh, going to spend four hours with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. This I did. Or this morning, whatever. Um, tell us about it. I will. Um, I, yeah, I got to sit, sit down and, and play, yeah, roughly like three or four hours um, of Valhalla, which 
going into I maybe wasn't as big of a believer in. Uh, not that I didn't enjoy the last two games, but I, I kind of I felt a little bit burnt out on that that particular formula. And then when they started showing off Valhalla and it looked fairly similar, uh, that tempered my excitement a little bit. Um, but I'm happy to say that after playing a little bit of it, I am a believer again. Ooh, well. Uh, uh. It, to me, feels like it's going to be the best game in the series. Wow. If, it, if like, the amount of fun I had today continues throughout the rest of the game. And Holy it's, shit, that's not where I expected this to go. They have in been series. They have been big games, so uh, there's always the chance that it's going to go, you know, a little bit south after 50, 60 hours of the same thing that we've already kind of done so many times. But, mm. um, yeah, uh, I, for context, I played, I basically got dropped into a chapter um, in a, a region that I can't pronounce. Um, let me see if I've got my notes. Hang on. <laughs> Not the notes I sent to you before. I literally wrote a note that t- says how to pronounce this place. Um, All right. Well, just while you're looking for that, um, yeah. Just as a, as a side, yeah, yeah. Question: H- How'd you find the parsec strength? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I'll start with that. Um, parsec was sick. Yeah. Um, I have used it in the past. Um, for Windbound. Oh yeah, um, yeah too, and it was a little bit spotty there because obviously mm. it's it's like my internet's fine. Um. Mm. But uh, it also comes down, obviously, to the connection of the the PC that's streaming it, um, mm. the source PC. So I feel like that's going to vary from developer to developer or studio to studio. Um, but this was smooth. This was like uh, 1080, 60 stream um, yeah. with like no hiccups whatsoever. So mm. it played really, really well. Obviously, it wasn't quite as... Um, high resolution or detailed as uh, the footage that I'll hopefully see soon will be, but um, yeah, it it works really really well. It makes a good case for streaming services like that to be brought over here when everyone has working internet. Yeah, I, I think, agree. Um, I think if if the if everyone's internet was up to the same standard as like mine or yours um i think that that stuff would actually be viable yeah um because it does work Mm. now that i I can say it works i'm curious to see what happens from like a preview kind of point of view once life sort of does go back relatively to normal um because previously like we'd we'd have to get on a plane and fly to sydney and because australia is quite big you know that's not a i mean yes it's only what like a two-hour plane ride but it's a you know that's a long trip um and like a lot of effort to sort of go to the airport blah blah blah, blah. but um, yeah. yeah i mean if you can just do it from from here i mean and, and that'll save them money too because mm. maybe maybe not so much with us but with other with a lot of um journos and stuff like the company like Ubisoft would would pay to fly people to them, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm curious to see whether they will still have these um, opportunities rather than 
It's yeah, I guess it's it's a lot like I mean it's like the whole working from home thing. It's I think a lot of mm. industries are going to go. Oh, actually, this is better. Yeah. Why are we paying uh, rent for you know? Yeah. A hundred story office building when we're getting just as much work done at home. When you can pay your own rent. <laughs> you can pay your own rent. Um. um yeah. Yeah. But yeah. back to back to the game. Um. So the the area that I was in is is Leicestershire. Which is oh, how did you ever forget that? How did I forget how to say that? I, think I went there once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so obviously the game's set in ninth uh, century England um, during sort of the invasion times. So that you know everyone's fighting everyone for kingship of a hundred different kingdoms in England, um, and there's Vikings, which are putting even more pressure on everything. Um, so it's it's basically England's basically in turmoil. Um, and the way that uh, I, I couldn't, I can't be hundred percent sure on this, but the way I, s- I sort of see the game being set out is you have all these different regions of England and all of them are their own little self-contained campaign, basically. So you, you have little stories that you play in each region and it's kind of your, um, you know, moving through England, kind of taking it over, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where it's going to go or, or how that all works because I only got to play this one region. Um, but it's it's kind of a cool way to set it out, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I got to play that and they pretty much gave me free reign to play through the story missions if I wanted to or just explore. Um, so I tried to do like a bit of a mix of both. Um, but I, I started out in the settlement, which is obviously one of the big new parts of of the game so you have your own little viking settlement that you upgrade and uh you recruit new vikings and you upgrade you you know build new buildings um new facilities and interact with people and it's kind of like a living growing thing um and already i see that really working in the context of assassin's creed because um a lot of the things you can do out in the world, like uh, raiding villages, um, a lot of the stuff that would normally be just like checking points off a map in any other Assassin's Creed game, um, each one kind of has a purpose and a, and a benefit to your settlement. Um, so if you raid villages, you get resources to upgrade your buildings and um, you know you come across uh, new things that you can put in your settlement and stuff. So it's actually like, it's not like overly deep or complex a system, but it just adds like a little bit of purpose to everything you're doing, which is really cool. Um, and so, yeah, basically I just, I roamed around the world. I, I raided a few villages, um, which are, which is awesome. Cause you, you kind of get around the world on the, on the rivers, um, in your little long boat, long boat with your Viking crew. Um, and if you s- sort of are sailing near enough to like a village or a monastery or something that you can raid, you just press like the Y button and, your guys like steer your ship onto the shore and all jump out and just start fucking shit up, um, which is so a lot of fun. I just cut you off there just one. Yeah, second, I got a question that's about sort of. So I didn't really rate Blake, Blake flag, Black flag because yep. um, I'm not a huge fan of ship combat. And I'm so with you. I hated that game for that reason. It sucked. How much ship combat did did you? Because obviously you got to travel between. Well, I assume you got to travel between parts of England and stuff. On yeah, your boat, maybe. Uh, so how that, much ship combat or wasn't just a part um but not a big part so that's something i was going to touch on i didn't okay. encounter any ship combat 
Nice. Um, nice. Because no, in the <laughs> in the area that I was in, it's all like rivers, so it's kind of narrow stretches of water. Um, oh, so it's canoe so combat. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you have you have a long boat. It's definitely not a ship, um, and so there's, there's there's not room for that. Um, so it was kind of cool. Like it was it's cool being able to sail in an Assassin's Creed game and not have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, I actually really enjoyed that aspect and and they kind of, they've done the same thing that most of these games do when you're riding horses, which is like, you can press a button to just stick to the path and you can press a button to automatically steer towards your objective. Um, so a lot of the time when I was sailing, I would just do that. So my ship would sail itself through all the rivers to my objective. And then you can just like, you can tell your crew to tell you stories or sing songs and you can turn on a cinematic camera and just watch them sailing down the river telling stories um so it's actually like super chill uh in comparison which is really really cool um and there's lots of bridges everywhere and your people just like automatically like pull down the masts and stuff and i don't know it's just you don't you don't really have to worry about anything other than pressing the button to go raid things when you feel like it um and occasionally crash into people in their canoes, which I did quite a few times. <laughs> On purpose or? Um, the first time was an accident, but then when I realized I had fun doing it, it wasn't after that. Um, but yeah, I guess like the theme of it was just everything like stems from previous Assassin's Creed games, but it's just way, way less annoying mm. um, and just way less chaotic. Like the world feels really, really rich. But it's not like other games where you open your map and there's just question marks everywhere, and you're just yes, like. Yes, that was, I guess, another question I was going to have is: Did you get a sense of how big sort of the world and how jam-packed it is? So, not in terms of size. Um, so the, the the one region I was in was quite big, um, mm. but I I didn't really spend too much time like pouring over the map to see what that was in comparison to everything else. Um, but the cool thing about this setting is there's lots and lots of like woodland and, and kind of just grassy hills and stuff. It's not like just packed with things everywhere. You sort of, you spend a lot of time going from like a village to another village or a church or whatever. And there's just stretches of like grassland and woodland and stuff in between. And again, like, like the sailing, it's kind of just chill, which is actually really cool. Um, and they've, they've done like, uh, points of interest differently as well. So when you're in an area, um, it's, like I said, instead of there just being question marks everywhere, that it's like you, this is content, go find it. It's like um, it sets it out into pillars of like uh, secrets. I think it's mysteries and wealth. So it just kind of like highlights by color what sort of things are around so you can kind of focus on like if you're like oh i want to go like looking for cool secrets or like oh i need resources to build my settlement you can just kind of follow those markers and you'll find something um so it's not like constantly trying to just tell you to go you know do all these missions and find all these feathers and kill all these people it's just sort of it's a lot more organic which is cool um and it's a lot less chaotic than the last two games um but I, I will, I will say, I will tell you about one one secret that I found, which hopefully you'll find as entertaining as I did. Um, I was trying to stealth around the outside of a village, and I found like a little underground cave or like a little underground dungeon, 
And I went down there and I just heard this like woman screaming for eggs. Like she just wanted eggs. And I was like, okay, I don't know if that's coming from in here, if that's out, like some random weird pedestrian soundbite from the village above. But I went down there and literally a woman in a cage um, just screaming about eggs. And I went up to her and she's like, I need eggs. I need snake eggs to get rid of all the snakes in this dungeon. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I'm not connecting the dots here, but whatever. I'll go, kill, I'll go kill snakes and steal their eggs. And I bring them to this woman in this cage. And so I did. Um, and she eats them and just rips the hugest fart. What? Like, what? <laughs> now you're listening. Just humongous and like fills the dungeon with like green gas and all the snakes die. What and she gives me, fuck? she's like, here's your reward and gives me a key to the door at the end of the dungeon. And I go unlock it and there's treasure in there. I take the treasure and then there's a ladder to get out of the dungeon straight up into the town. So I take the ladder up, come out and like the people directly above this well that her cage was under are like throwing up and like screaming because of this giant fart that she ripped. That is so fucking bizarre. <laughs> you have to upload that. I that I'm going to. Um, that is amazing. So what a fart. So this is this is the this is the the level of quality of game we're dealing with. Um, I'm so confused by that. It's so good. Uh, and yeah, that's that was kind of the highlight, I guess. Um, but there's lots of cool like. You can have like Viking rap battles with people. There's like a cool dice game. There's like the combat is like sort of an upgraded version of what we've had before, except you can dual wield whatever you want and you can stomp on people if they fall over. Um, The assaults are really cool. So every now and then you'll like assault a town instead of just raiding it and you get to like control a battering ram and bash down doors. And it's like uh, Adam... In, you know in Ghost of Tsushima when you're like taking down fortresses with your like yeah. clan and that, that feeling of just like rushing in with like 10 other people, 20 other people, yeah, that, sure. that, it's, it's like that. Um, nice. So it's, it's a lot of fun. You're a lot of fun. Um, thank you. But uh, yeah, I've talked for long enough, I, th- I think, about that. So um, just a couple quick questions. Yeah, go for it. Um, did you get a, I guess... Because obviously, I think a year ago or maybe a couple of years ago, there was a report or whatever that came out that said Ubisoft wanted to sort of get away from narratives almost. Uh, like, I don't remember the exact wording of, of mm. that, but like, did you get a feeling that maybe this game does have a good story or is it just sort of there and you just, it's more about, I guess, the gameplay and yeah, that sort of stuff than it's, the, the story itself? It's hard to tell, but. Like I said, it, I feel like it's it's kind of like you're, bu- you're building up your settlement is kind of one story and then like every region that you go to is also a story in itself. And so I don't know, like, I don't know too much about like an overarching narrative. I don't know if there is one or if it's just like, you know, kind of in the background. Um, sure. But yeah, it definitely it definitely feels like they're stepping away from like the big epic narrative mm. um, and the big, like the structured narrative. And they're just kind of giving you smaller stories and, and letting you sort of go through them at your own pace. 
I don't know if like Watch Dogs Legion was similar as well, obviously, because yeah, I don't know what the mission structure and that's like. Like yeah, like there was definitely a story, but um, yeah, I think I said like I don't know how sort of it differs from Watch Dogs Two because I didn't really play a lot of it, but that you know that definitely had a you know a start and an end kind of thing. Um, Yeah. But yeah. Um, the other question I did have for you is forgotten that one, but I, did, I do have another one. Did you find that um, because I, I I had this sort of same problem, but like at the start I was just kind of oh yeah, I got four hours to play, and then all of a sudden it was like three hours in, and I was like oh shit, I still got so much that I want to do or whatever. Yeah, um, that's that's the way with those those preview events, yeah. especially when it's an open world game like that. Um, I spent way too long looking for snake eggs for one, <laughs> but that was, the payoff was worth it. So I'm glad yeah, I, I was going to say worth it for sure though. Um, and then also the, the dice game, uh, it's called Orlock. It's, mm. it's really cool. Um, but it take like a game can take a long time. And I was, I knew I was going to lose but I also knew that the people from Ubisoft could have been watching me. So I, di- I didn't want to forfeit. So this game stretched out for probably like 25 minutes of my session. So <laughs> I'm it was like, a, a case of pride then. Absolutely. And then I still lost. <laughs> See, I've got a, um, a sort of similar tale like that. because I think I told you that I played some darts in Watch Dogs. Mm. So... But I didn't tell you this at the time because I was like, I don't sound like a fucking idiot. But you do. when I was playing darts, right, I just was focusing on uh, trying to hit the bullseye. And parts of the of the board kept lighting up. And I was like, why the fuck are they lighting up? Like, why? I'm trying to go for the bloody uh. bullseye. Why is it like, you know, I wasn't really. And then it like after like a while, it clicked. I was like, that's where I actually am trying. That's where I'm meant to be throwing the dart. Uh. So I was like, this guy from like Ubi, I like, could be sitting there watching <laughs> playing darts and the thing keeps lighting up. I mean, my excuse was, yeah, I knew that. I was just going to, I was just trying to go for the bullseye because um, I actually hit the bullseye and then it was, and then it still flashed. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> bullseye though. I love that. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, very cool. You're going to get it on... Uh, Xbox or on PlayStation? I, I think, think you're PlayStation. Get it on release though. Nice. Um, yeah, cool. it's also super beautiful. So I'm I'm keen to play it on next gen. Mm. You're super beautiful, Jordan. Kieran, I wasn't going to get it, but now you've gone ahead and done that, and now I want it. So thanks. That's I think that's the point of these preview things. Yeah, and then you play. And then you play the whole game and you go, fucking hell, Kieran, why'd you make me buy it? <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah, say that, the disclaimer at the that, beginning that yeah, I could be Z- wrong. Zach, that was me when I played Homefront. Oh, yeah. But I not with Kieran, fun. with you. Oh, I'd love Homefront. Um, yeah, nice. Okay, well, let's, uh, yeah, you will have a preview up this week. Uh, yeah. What day is it? Yeah, I'll try. Oh, you, you'll, you'll have a preview up within the next few-ish days. Um, I'll definitely have a video up of a fart mission. Snake egg fart. I just got got the footage just then as we were talking. But um, yeah, nice. 
Cool. Shout out to Ubisoft for that one. All right, let's um, jump into the news. There's probably only one topic that I want to discuss, not so much in depth, but just have a bit of a talk about it. Um, because I, I really want to know what you guys think uh, about JB's uh, handling of, I guess, this whole next-gen pre-order thing. Uh, like I know we've sort of discussed it before, but um, basically in recent news, uh, when they sent out the text messages, I think we discussed that, didn't we, that there was text messages sent out? Maybe we did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe we didn't. Um, <clears throat> but uh, essentially they were saying that in order to save your place in the queue, wherever that may be, uh, you had five days to pay the the amount in full uh, and with cash. They, they weren't accepting uh, gift cards at all. And that, I think, sort of, that grew legs on its own, that, that whole thing, because a lot of people were very uh, upset and frustrated that JB weren't taking gift cards because, I mean, you know... <laughs> Who knows who's been saving up gift cards for birthdays and Christmases and whatever else or whatever, um, you know, to have two, three, whatever amount of uh, money there on gift cards and you can't use it. And now all, and now all of a sudden you have to, you know, come up with 700 bucks in cash. Um, I'm going to assume that some people couldn't afford that. Um, so they've, yeah, but I... Shroom, I assume they've people have missed out, and I guess people have gotten lucky and been pushed up. Who knows? But um, basically, yeah, this this uh, whole thing grew grew legs, and uh, I think it caught the A Triple C or someone like that, or the, someone has spoke to somebody. I know that I think it was article, Choice. Yeah, the article that I've written here was that an outlet spoke to Choice, um, and someone from Choice just basically said that JB was at the risk of breaching con- its consumer law obligations. Because um, I don't know if anyone listens here from overseas, but Australia has very strict uh, consumer law or consumer law, um, which is good for consumers, but sometimes not so good for retailers. Um, but basically that forced JB to kind of backtrack and... Um, make gift cards um usable but again this came with its own caveats you still had to pay your pre-order in the five days or whatever um and you still had to pay for the whole amount in cash Uh, and then whatever the amount of uh, the monetary amount of gift cards that you had uh, jb would then refund you that money i think that that's how it works kieran yeah uh i don't know why you're asking me i wouldn't know anything about that uh, I, I believe that is yes, correct. That is correct. Um, yeah. So, and I'm. I think it's uh, from what we've read and heard, and whatever. But it's due to their new online pre-order system or something like that. If it, I think that's what's been going around. Yeah, that they so started a new. Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was going to say essentially um, with lockdown. Well, because of lockdown, um, because the people working at JB are selling, are still at, at the stores and still selling products, but doing it over the phone. Um, they've created like a new online system that's like a back end to the regular online store. So people can create custom carts with the like custom prices and stuff. 
Um, and they, they were using that system, essentially. Right, okay. To facilitate that, it, to make it fair. And that... Why... I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting you to have this answer, but why wouldn't they make it that gift cards could be accepted? Like, why would... Why would Because you can use gift cards online now, yeah? Like yes. Normally. So why would that change? My understanding from the word out there is that it's just because it's because it is a new system because it's something they've launched like in a hurry because of obviously mm. COVID and lockdown and stuff um, that that facility just isn't ready yet. Um, See that? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't know the workings of it, so it could be a lot more. Well, it, it is a, a lot more technical than what I guess yeah, I'm I don't. About, yeah. But, but like just from looking at it from face value, like you've already got a payment system in yeah. place that takes gift cards yeah like i guess I like know. i guess the i'm inclined to like give not not the benefit of the doubt because obviously it's not a it's not a, a working system but mm. um to play devil's advocate a little bit like i don't hey. think that there's any like malicious intent there no, like, i'm sure that they want to take people's gift cards like they're not going to there's no reason for them to not want to so the only reason for that to have been an issue in the first place, and obviously the evidence is based on their workaround as well. Like, yeah, it just wasn't an option. Um, but obviously, you'd think that that's something that they would have anticipated. Yeah, well, that's see, that's the other thing is that surely someone higher up at that in JB would have gone, "Hang on a minute, um, do you think that we might get a bit of stick for yeah. this?" You know, why not have this disclaimer, whatever you want to call it, this system, in pl- not in place, but at least let people know that, hey, yes, you can use your gift cards, but you are going to be required to pay the full amount in cash before you can use gift cards. Yeah. Um, I think, it, yeah, I, I think it's just a yeah. matter of like, because everything happens so quickly and because, mm. you know, of, you know, all the sort of restrictions at the moment, all the, all the sort of difficulties at the moment um, in trying to, use a system that was seen to be more fair, they kind of dropped the ball. Mm. Um, and yeah, it sucks. It was a debacle. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of is because... Yeah. Like, like, I, like, I, like, I would love to know how many people have been saving gift cards and now can't afford... I like, can can't afford to pay the cash, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Even myself, like I got those, but like the PS5 text and the Xbox text on the same day. Yeah. And I definitely didn't just have $1,400 sitting yeah, around. Well, like I had to use my credit card. Um, yeah, but if you don't have that luxury. No. Um, it's kind of, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I guess, that, yeah. I mean, they would have taken some uh, some key learnings. Yeah, from, for sure. From uh, this whole... Uh, thing. I mean, this. I think this whole pre-order, this generation of pre-orders, has been a bit of a. It's been shit a shit show. show. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. I mean, like, I think I've, I think I've said it before, but I think the way the EB did it was, not, I wouldn't say perfect, but I think the way they run their own thing. Rather yeah. Than the, I think they've the, they've been doing this stuff for so long yeah. that they sort of they have they have the systems in place. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I I just I don't I still don't quite understand how it took JB so long to let people know when they were going to get their pre-order. I think that's a communication thing from PlayStation. Yeah, 
Sure. I think I like well, it, like the evidence today, like from today, is EB only just now knows their actual day one allocation, and that's mm. why everyone got pushed forward. So, yeah, but that's I feel like that's a good thing rather than the opposite. Like yeah, they, they, they undersold they, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. they were they were like we might get fifteen thousand, but let's just sell ten thousand kind of thing. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rather than going the opposite and go let's sell. 15,000 and then only get 10,000 and then you yeah. have to push people back. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we'll, uh, we can go on and on for that. But yeah, that's, um, so yeah, if you are, if you are one of the people who have want to use pre-orders, oh, want to use pre-orders, want to use gift cards for your pre-orders, um, let us know how you feel about that. All right, let's go, let's quickly whip through this other news because there's not a lot of big stuff going on. Um, Speaking of next gen, uh, the medium, the, the horror game from Blobber, Bloober Team. Blobber. Um, <laughs> Blobber. From Bloober Team, uh, from Laser Fear and Observer, um, and also to Blair Witch. Their, yeah, horror game, the medium, which is an Xbox Series S and S, and also PC exclusive, uh, is hitting digital shelves on December the 10th uh, this year. Uh, so one month after launch, uh, yeah, it boy, game, it will be on Games Pass day one. So get excited! The interesting thing about this, I didn't realize this until I was sort of doing the news piece for it. But I had a quick, quick look on Wikipedia. But they actually revealed this game in 2012 for the Wait, PS3, what? Xbox 360, and Wii U. Did they? Yeah, yeah. There's an article with, uh, yeah, that they mentioned it in a Eurogamer thing. Um, I actually meant to link the the post in the news piece, but I fully didn't. Um, yeah, they, but I think uh, from memory, from reading it, because of the technology that they wanted to do with that split, or that two separate worlds operating at the same time, or whatever it is, um, the obviously the PS3 and that couldn't couldn't handle it. Um, so that's exciting. Well, that's not all exciting. Sorry, that's uh, interesting. But yeah, um, the other exciting part about this game is that Silent Hill. Composer Akira, oh no, Yamioka um, is part of the project. Close enough. <laughs> I'm not good with names. Um, yeah, Believe so that's me, cool. We know. <clears throat> um, yeah, Jordan. Um, but I'm surprised that they didn't push this harder to be a launch game, personally. Um, I guess maybe they like had hopes for it, but like everything else. Should have fucking crunched. No, I was <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just messing with you. Um, but yeah, I just look at uh, what, you know, the games that are coming to PS5, like Demon Souls and whatnot, and Xbox doesn't really have anything. Does it have anything? It's got Game Pass. Mm, yeah. yeah right. Anyway, that's just... Very just, keen. Just a thought. But, you know, I'm, I'm keen for this. Yeah, it looks good. Um, you look good. Thanks, man. Wow. All right, uh, so Outriders, which is also coming this year, has been pushed back to February 2021 uh, and will launch on February the 2nd. Um, launch on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S, PC and Stadia. I think Stadia is later in the year, I think. Um, Adam, you're probably the most keen for this. You yes. excited for this? Yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm real keen. you glad it's out of uh, 2020? Yeah, I was going to say I'm very pleased that it's 
a ways from now and it won't be smack bang in the middle of me having to try to fit in every other game that's coming out mm. between now and the end of the year. So I'm glad that it's got some breathing room to uh, stand out on its own because I genuinely think it would need that. Like if it were to mm. launch December this year, I can see it getting kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, be another um, disintegration. Oh, yeah, that's an unfortunate situation. I feel um, sorry for that. Anyway. Yeah, I do too. That's a topic for another time. But yeah, I, yeah, it's rough. But yeah, no, I'm keen as a bean for Outriders. And yeah, like you said, I'm I'm stoked that it's got some uh, got some time to itself in, in old February. So I'll be picking it up for sure. A couple other little quick things just on this before we move on. Square Enix has confirmed that players who purchase the PS4 or Xbox One version of Outriders will be eligible for a free next-gen upgrade. Um... The other cool thing is that this game will support full crossplay, so you could be playing on PS5 and Xbox One, PC and PS4, uh, which yeah, is kind of awesome. cool. It's really um, it's good to see that become more of a um, mm. more of a uh, fuck. All my words are gone. It's getting late. A more common more, place more common. It's yep. yeah, cool to see it more a common place now. Uh, this week, uh, your dad. Uh, posted another blog post um he basically told the world actually sorry i'm not sure if it was your dad it was someone from playstation um basically re- uh revealing the games that won't be compatible with the ps4 after oh, yeah, your dad did say that uh 99 of games uh, ps4 games will be compatible with the the ps5 there's a list here with i think it's 11 games or 10 games uh these games are dwvr afro samurai what Afro Samurai 2, Revenge of Kuma, Volume 1, TT, Isle of Man, Reg Ride on the Edge 2, Just Deal With It, Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson the Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go Definitive Edition, Shadwin, and Joe's Diner. So if you own any of those games, then you're shit out of luck. Uh, so sorry. See my, my photo on Twitter of my physical copy of Joe's Diner you, that's now useless? <laughs> I nearly bought that too, like, but I was like, oh, the game's got bad reviews. So, <laughs> That's exactly why you would get it. I know. Maybe I should buy it off Kieran. Do it. Yeah, and then try to play it on your PS5. Um, they also did announce some other quick info. Select PS4 games will benefit from PS5 consoles, from the PS5 consoles game boost, which may make PS4 games run with a high or smooth frame rate. Uh, although there is a warning here, although PS4 games are playable on PS5, some functionalities that are available on the PS4 console may not be available on PS5 consoles. In addition, some PS4 games may exhibit errors or unexpected behavior. Uh, before purchasing any add-ons to play with your PS4 games on PS5s, please try to boot boring. Let's move on from that one. Um, something about VR games there, if you want to read that. And always update your console. Yes, wait. Uh, you can transfer your digital games uh, and save data from a ps4 console to ps5 using wi-fi data transfer you can also um if you have digital ps4 games you can download them from your ps5 library whatever as normal um yeah that makes up that uh anyone have any issues or concerns or whatever's about that no concerns i'm just glad to get some clarification on that because when they initially said that you know 99 percent of games will be playable i was mm. like yeah that's awesome but is it like something that will be integrated bit by bit is it you know something that will be on launch so it's it's good just to have the mm. definitive answer to that now so yeah 
I'm Brad. Tasty. Uh, Kieran, you want to smash through this next one about PS about PlayStation trophies? Um, yeah, PlayStation trophies. I think a lot of people, judging by the posts on social media, um, woke up with a shock the other day um, when their trophy level on PlayStation had gone into the triple digits where it was not before. Um, so PlayStation have made the first significant changes to their trophy system since they started it on the PS3. Um, so now instead of there being a total of 100 levels, um, the cap is now 999. Um, so people's levels are now more, cut, I guess, sort of nuanced representation of mm. their their achievements because previously, like, if you if you were someone who had a decent collection of trophies, like you were level thirty something, like everyone was level thirty something, or mm. you know if you're a little bit, you're in probably in the teens. Um, so now everyone's numbers are kind of uh, yeah a little bit more of a spread, um, and they've changed the weighting on the the trophies as well. So platinum trophies contribute more to that level than they used to, and some of the others are more or less than they used to be. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's like, I guess otherwise the same, everyone's trophies are like actual trophies themselves are all the same. Um, nothing's changed game wise. Um, they will be adding some new icons next to like people's profiles that represent like their trophy level as well, going from like a bronze to a platinum, which is cool. Um, but yeah, it's all just, I guess, changes in anticipation of the new UI. Um, so which we haven't seen yet, which we haven't seen yet. Um, but this is the first little, I guess, step towards it. So it's not, it's not a big thing, but it's, you know, a sign that things are changing, which is always exciting. Nice. How do you, um, sorry, uh, let me rephrase that. Uh, how is everyone's trophies level now? I don't know. I forgot the password to my account. (laughs) Kieran's is ridiculous. I I went, yours was the first one that I checked. I went from 30-something to 449. So I'm like halfway to the cap. Um, And it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I don't have as many Platinums as quite a few people who I've seen posting a lot of like the Explosion Network guys and stuff um, Mm, who have like ridiculous Platinum accounts. Like, So what you you got is sheer quantity over quality. Absolutely. No, that's exactly the point I'm making. I I just have played so many games and earned so many stupid random bronze trophies that my actual level is above a lot of those guys. Um, so suck it. Well, <laughs> um, Adam, what's yours? 307's where I'm sitting. Nice. Nice. Which, which I, I was pretty happy with. Look at your PlayStation. Uh, hang on, Zach, I'm going to check yours now, Zach. Uh, we're, all, we're all like, oh, yeah, can you check my <laughs> we're all going to go to our home. Let me just have a quick check. I just, I just did it via the app. I'm 294. How good? Man, oh, my, my, my probably shit. Someone check mine because I forgot my password. Zach's I don't think I even you. have you on there. Uh, I think I think Adam has me instead of Zach. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is riveting listening for... Um... Oh, absolutely. Um, tap. I think tap, the, tap. the new... New trophy system is good though. It's like you said with the the nuance to to leveling. Like uh, a mate of mine has a shitload more trophies than I do, um, but they're all kind of just shit ones. And instead of being two or three levels behind him, 
I'm now like 10 levels behind him, which sounds like I'm worse off, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm actually a lot closer. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I like the, the changes there. They're good. Jordan Garcia. Here we go. Uh, I know perfect. I was like level 12, I think. Trophies are not public. Oh, that's right, because we did some gains, or I did some gains where I had to hide my trophy list. Well, I guess we'll never know. All right. Um, all right. Cool. Um, very nice. Uh, do you want to just keep going with the next one? Uh, KV? Bug snacks. Bug snacks. Come snacks. Wow. Wow. Um, it's gone gold. It's coming out gold at snacks. launch for PlayStation 5. And... I'm very happy about that. Nice. Kieran's um, happy. It's a digital only game, yeah? Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, we spoke about it very, very briefly before, but just to fully go into it, uh, Siberia the World Before was announced. Prologue, as I said, is available on Steam. Uh the game is the fourth entry in the Siberia series. Uh, it's spread across two timelines, 1937, where players will play a 17-year-old Dana, sorry, Dana, Dana, whatever, Rose, and 2004, where they play as um, the series' main protagonist, Kate Walker. Uh, yeah, there's two sort of mysteries in there. Uh, it's coming in 2021, apparently. So only announced for PC at this stage, but yeah, you can go check out the demo for that um and then adam one last one for you yeah mate huge huge ghost of tsushima news um we'll get the the lesser one out of the way uh on ps5 it will have access to that boost mode that we mentioned previously uh what a useless the, the game boost so it'll have the option to run at 60 frames and have uh much smaller load times which is good even though the game had smaller, pretty short, short load times anyway now smaller they just be harder to read i mean it, it, <laughs> it both can work because the numerical value of the load times is smaller yeah cop that uh just, but no, they the just literally made the load screen smaller yeah so you'll have to get exactly to, so to it's loading the... less of a screen so it can do it faster yeah see i'm just operating on a different level uh the the bigger news though is the, the update one point one which lands on what is it this Saturday I think mm. Friday isn't it Friday yeah so when this goes live um the Legends update in New Game Plus you'll be able to equip a charm of canine recruitment which will allow you to sneak up behind enemy good boys give them a pat and then they'll become your ally which is the fucking best thing ever. And in the Legends mode, where you can summon spectral dogs, you'll also be able to pet them. So, I mean, good news all around. Oh, mate. Dog mutts. Couldn't think of any... Fuck, <laughs> 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 dog mutts. Um, just some very, very other quick news. Um, you know my love for King Arthur. Uh, no. Nah. Okay, Never heard of her. No, you know, King Arthur. Um, I got an email late last night. From King yeah, Arthur? From King Arthur himself. He's like, this is where the Grail is. Um, but it, it involved <laughs> nice more. The Holy... Like, um, <laughs> the Holy Grail? No, no, the Holy Gmail. Yeah, that didn't oh. work at all. No. 
Um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, I had I was like, oh yeah, King Arthur Knight's Tale announced for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. I was like, fuck yeah! And then I was I didn't really read the text at all. I just saw big writing King Arthur game. I was like, fuck yeah! That picture looks sick. Loaded it up, and it's fucking turn based. I loved your disappointment. Guys. In our, in our chat, you're like, oh, never mind, turn-based, that shit. <laughs> Turned on a dime. It was great. Right. It's on Kickstarter right now, and it's on. It's only been, I think, up for a day. They want 207474 bucks, and I'm going to back it because it's turn-based. Well, um, but it sounds really cool, and then it's fucking turn-based. Uh, anyway, whatever. Fuck me. Um, but no, if you're into turn-based games because they're pretty cool, go check out King Arthur Nuts Tale. I mean, turn-based is just another form of, uh, you know, point and click. And yeah, you love point I like and click. I do like that, but not just no. Oh, it looks sick. Yeah, it looks good, eh? Are you looking at King Arthur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it looks fucking cool, eh? But then it's turn based. I was like, yeah, no, you lost. I hate to say he's not actually looking at King Arthur. He's looking at Treasures of Nadia. Ke- tre- treasures of King Nadia. Look out. All right. Uh, all right. Off topics. Anyone got anything this week for off topics? Uh, Lovecraft Country. Still pretty good. Uh, wait, sorry. No, I think I can't remember where I last left off. Anyway, episodes eight and nine, I think, were pretty good. Um, it's definitely sort of come back a a bit, uh, and I started watching The House, sorry, no, The Haunting of Blind Manor. Um, oh, yeah. Two or three, two or three episodes in. Uh, what do you I'm think so far? It. It's yeah. fucking slow, but I mean, I do like it though. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's obviously building to something, but it's, yeah. yeah it's, um, we finished it earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, how many, no, don't tell me. I don't okay, know. cool. I was going to say how many episodes, but. Don't, no, don't tell me. Um, you rated it? Yeah, I love it. Nice, better than the first one because I, I I had a brief, a cursory sort of look online and I saw it got good reviews. Yeah, it's it's very different. Mm. Like I like it for different reasons. Okay. Um, but it's definitely on par. Like okay. I, I I love both both series so. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's just I, I I'm pretty sure I'm three eps in. Um. And yeah, it's just it's just a bit slow. Like nothing's really happened yet. Like it has, mm. but not really. But anyway, mm. we shall proceed. Because I'm like I'm definitely keen. Like I'm still want to watch more. It's not like Summerford where I've played twenty minutes and I go, this is fucking bum. Bummerford. Nah, take that. No, nah, don't, don't take that back. Shout out. Down the world now, mate. Shout outs to Summerford. I think it changed their names. Don't blame them. No, don't, don't mean that. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I just keep digging. You're just talking <laughs> to yourself, mate. Just talking in circles. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but no. Nah. Uh, but don't. But I do. But no. But yeah. Um, Bummerford. <laughs> How good though, Blue Heaven Oak. Fucking shout out. To all right, and thank you for joining yeah, us for this episode. If you want to find out all the hungry, thirsty content. Don't you dare. Jordan, edit that out. So one last thing before we do wrap it up. If you want to go see some very awesome content from Well Played, you can go check out Ash Whaling's 
uh, Blue Yeti Wall, World Blue of Heaven. Warcraft, World of Warcraft uh, flavored mic. Uh, we did a review for that, and it, we also have done a video review. What Go check it out, because it's uh, awesome. He's very good. He's very. He's an entertaining man. Uh, he's Mr. Whaling. So yeah, go whale on yourself with that one. Oi, oi. No. No, don't do that. Well, you can if you want. Just don't. Don't play some of it. That's all I say to you. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you want to check out all the uh, content, Kieran's preview, Ash's review, whatever else we've done, go to www. Adam's review. Adam's review of Squadrons is up now. You can check that out. Um, I got five studios that the order should be remade by. Don't read that. Do it. Don't read. No, do read that. Can't. I worked hard on that. Uh, even though Adam hates it. There's there's a better list. www.well-play.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, stay safe. Stay borbed. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Time. Bye. See you, friends. Love you. Love you more. Ciao.